Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, you guys. How are you this week? It is good to be back behind the mic and hanging out with you. And I'm also excited because I'm obsessed with our guest today. She's become a friend of mine. She is so full of wisdom. She's kind of like my my business mom. (laughs) I go to Julie when I have questions and she's just like, you know, several, several years in her business ahead of me. And um, she helps me so much. She's awesome. So I also need to like tell you up front that I pulled such a Lizzie today and went rogue. (laughs) I went totally off. But I actually think we ended up with a really rich conversation and like full of little like gold dust for you guys to pick up. Um, Today's episode is all about social media. So a lot of you've been asking, how can you take your Etsy shop into your own hands. And like, yes, we love the Etsy algorithm. We love the marketplace of millions and millions of shoppers. And we love being able to build our own brands and send people our way too. Some of us do. Some I, I know that you can make Etsy work totally just on the marketplace. And if that works for you, that is awesome. But um, a lot of folks really want to be able to build a brand that they're ultimately going to take to their own website as well. So social media is a really important part of that. So today we have my good friend, Julie Oxendine, and she is an established craft and home decor expert with a large following, teaching and inspiring her audience how to create beauty in their spaces for every occasion. I know she does partnerships with Hobby Lobby. It's so cool. Her humble beginnings created a drive to succeed, and as a result, she has been an icon of encouragement and motivation for others to do the same. She posts new wreath tutorials on her YouTube channel every week for viewers to follow along and hosts frequent giveaways of her products. She's collaborated with Hobby Lobby, Surebonder, Amazon, and more, and has been featured in Country Sampler Magazine. She can be found on every social media platform where she has a combined total of over 1.8 million followers. Do you see why I listen to her social media advice? (laughs) She's so good. 1.8 million followers across her social media channels. Um, She's built over seven revenue streams, a couple of them being passive. She's had over 10,000 sales on Etsy. She's had numerous content pieces go viral on all the social media. Oh my gosh. The list goes on and on. Here's here's why, like you guys know me now, I'm not your flashy... um, Gen Z, not, I love Gen Z. My my stepdaughters are Gen Z, but I am not that. And I am not your flashy influencer. You, like, you know me, I'm campy. I'm like your girl next door. I'm, I'm like your granola girl rarely wears makeup. You see me on TikTok. I look like a hot mess. And I really, I really love the authenticity of that. I have no problem with the other spectrum of things. I'm just saying I show up as me and I love when other people show up as them, whatever that might look like. I'm like so here for that because I think our world needs each person's brand. Like that's the beauty and diversity of it all, right? 
Julie embodies just being yourself on on you know bringing yourself to the table and finding your people on social media and that's why she creates such huge success and that's why she attracts so many followers. She is so relatable. She is so down to earth. And here's the thing, though. She does it in a way where when you listen to her, you're not going to feel like, I could never do that. I think she's going to make you feel like, oh, I can totally do this. And I'm now excited and I see a pathway forward. So we are going to talk all things social media. We're going to talk about different platforms and things that are working. She's like sharing things that I didn't even know yet about updates that recently happened. Um, We're going to talk about like how sometimes um, it's a little scary on social media because, you know, you worry about the hate and all of that. And we're going to talk about what platforms work the best for Etsy and a bunch of other things because, like I said, I went totally off script. Um, so that's that's me for you. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's dig right on in. I think it's I think you're going to love it. I can't wait to hear your feedback about this. Help me welcome Julie to the podcast today. Julie! Hi! Hi! I'm so <laughs> glad to be here. Welcome back to the podcast. I um, If I'm going to be honest, I like wanted to ask you like 50 times since that like okay. it could just be you and me every single week, but um, I've had self control. Oh, I love it. You know, you know, I would come back every week. <laughs> we would have fun, but like social media is so um, is so interesting and ever changing. And literally, maybe yes. you do need a podcast, Julie. You were telling me before, maybe you need one because there is so much you could talk about. Oh, you want to put another thing to do on my to do no. list. <laughs> From from one uh, business owner to another, no, I don't. I'm just I was yeah. just thinking, wow, there is a lot you could talk about, though. Um, there is. So everyone should be remembering you from last time because you came on and you shared your incredible story, and it was like very, it was very different from this episode because we talked like much more Etsy, yes. um, and your yes. Etsy story and how you built that. But then it was like also here, let's sprinkle in social media, and this time, like, I want to go hard in the social media. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So just because um, there are a lot of new people here, and by the way, they're all charming. They're going to love you. You're going to love them. I have the most wonderful um, people on the planet who listen. But let's give them a little recap of your okay. story so that like we're all like in the boat on the same page. Okay. Well, I started in, I want to say the fall of 2015. And um, literally, I had two littles at the time. Um, I have older kids, but um, we kind of got a second chance at make, building our family. So <laughs> we've been married a long time. And my husband was always about, you know, he kept saying, honey, we need to start a business so that when you lose money on it, we can take it off of our taxes. We'll save money on our taxes. And I'm like, Okay. And, um, so I remember seeing wreaths in, um, like Facebook groups and people would show up a, a picture of a wreath and they would say, Hey, can anybody make this wreath? And I'd be like, I could make that. And so I just sat down and thought, okay, I can make wreaths. I can do this. So sat down at my kitchen table, came up with a name, made sure I just, I don't know why, but I made sure that the name wasn't on the other places. Like I could get into Etsy and, and you could get into Pinterest and, and Facebook and oh, Instagram. Smart. Yes, yeah, because you, need, smart. you need to have the same name. That is the biggest mistake. If you're making um, a business right now and you're opening it up, you have to have the same name on all the platforms. You don't want to make it harder for people to find you. So uh, that's how Julie's Wreath Boutique got born. And um, that day, a friend contacted me and said, hey, do you want to do my um, event? I said, sure. I went to the event a month later. I sold like $700 worth of stuff. And I was like, hooked. (laughs) Like, 
people were buying my stuff, I, I mean, I never thought anybody would ever buy my crafts, you know? So then, but I wasn't even selling them on Etsy at this point. Um, I didn't start selling on Etsy until February of 2016, my reads. I had like it under a different name. So my shop looks older than it actually is, but I didn't really sell anything. It was, I was selling some jewelry, but, um, Anyways, I got to the point of tax season. So I started in October, the 1st of October, made it to December. And I was so proud of myself because I made, I, you know, I sold $3,000 worth of stuff. Wow. And um, I did my taxes in January and figured out I spent $2,500. And I worked really hard for three months and made $500. And so this was where I was like, wow. okay, this has got to change. And I remember that very day praying and saying, Lord, I can't do this if this business isn't going to change my family's life. Literally, I have to change my family's life because it was like all that time and that work and that effort and it was very little payback. So literally that day, God started putting everything into motion. I was added to a Facebook group. I have to this day have no idea how I even got into it. I ended up thinking um, after that prayer, because I was taking a shower at the time and thinking, you know, you should do another center option for that sunflower wreath you just made. And so I posted the two different sunflowers in this Facebook group and it went nuts. The people in it went nuts. If I had known how Facebook worked, I would have been able to sell probably a hundred wreaths because I, my messages were just full of message requests and I had no idea how messenger worked back then. Oh my goodness. So from that point I had, there was a blogger that was in that same group and I knew who this blogger was because I had seen her stuff on Pinterest and I loved it. And I wanted to do some of her stuff in my little boy's room. So when she reached out to me, I knew who she was right away. She was in the UK and she said, would you be willing to do a tutorial for my website of that sunflower. And I said, yes, I'll do it. I told my husband, he said, you can't tell everybody how you did that. And I said, <laughs> yes, you can. So we went from him saying, um, we need a business so that you can lose money and we'll save money on our taxes to, you can't show everybody how you do something. I'm like, yeah, I can. You can't because so, people like me will never make our own. We will always right, buy yours exactly. every day. And that's what people don't understand. There's there There are different customers for what you do. And so anyways, I did the tutorial for her and like a month later, she puts it up on her website. It goes viral, ends up on all these websites, ends up on goodhousekeeping.com, ends up that Country Sampler magazine contacts me within that month and says, would you design a wreath for our Christmas magazine edition? So I did that for them. And so that just kind of like kind of put me in the in the in the wreath making business and I was getting orders left and right not because I was doing my social media well because I wasn't it wasn't until the December of 2016 that I was like you know what you probably should start paying attention to your Facebook page because you just didn't post for a month and I started to, to to be more consistent and I had no idea that there were business coaches out there I had no idea that there were wreath groups out there None of this. And it's, it's, that was the point where I started taking it all serious. And so I never thought I'd be on YouTube. Here I am on YouTube. We just passed the 350,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. And we have over, we have 785,000 people following us now on Facebook. So we just went from 
from here thinking that I'm just going to make a little extra money every month to you're I'm sitting in a studio that we're building and finishing up it's not quite finished and um my husband will be retiring later this year so it's it's how how are those tax write-offs going hubby how's that going for you I know I was like oh I needed more and I just built a studio and I still needed more it was painful um Tuesday April 18th was painful about how much money I had to give back to the IRS (laughs) is that the worst part of it it real, is. Though. It is. Because you're just like, oh, I hate it. At the it. same time, I'm glad. It's like better that we're holding on to it rather than them making yes. the interest on us all year. But like, for, yes. but still. oh my gosh. You know what? I, the way that you just, I've obviously heard, heard your story a couple more than once before. Mm-hmm. Something about it hit different. In a way, I feel like social media chose you. That's a good way to think about it. I've never, I've never put yeah. two and two together before, but it's like, you kind of stumbled into it and then harnessed it. This is how it works though, isn't it? I mean, because I love the evolution of your business of, you know, I'm like going to events and selling some reads. Okay. Now I'm going to get online and sell some reads. Ah, now I'm going to sell tutorials because this is a whole digital passive income stream and people really want the tutorials. And now I'm going to actually show people how I've grown. Like, I love the progression you, you embody like what I think Everyone needs to have their own path, but I think that's what we should all be looking for is this is wherever we're at as a stepping stone to the next thing. So I think this is perfect. And now I get it. Now I get the bigger picture because social media picked you. So where, tell us more. I want to like, I want to get into the the weeds here about the point where you were like, wow, my stuff is going crazy on Facebook. Maybe I should be leveraging this. What, can we talk more about that yeah. moment when you decided to, to switch that and what maybe some of that strategy looked like to, to start harnessing it? Well, it. You know, at first I didn't know what I was doing, had no clue what I was doing. Where we all start. And then, and then I think I just was riding the wave of the things that were going on viral on Pinterest and viral on um, Facebook. And when I look at the picture of the, that sunflower wreath that went viral, it's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. I would never even sell a wreath that looks like that um, now, but um I, I do think that's a good way. I'm the type of person, though, that if I'm going to do something, it's like a game to me. Same. So I want to figure it out. And, you know, I think I think what people forget is they might make an, an Etsy listing and then they and, and yes, Etsy is great at getting people to your product, but you kind of have a responsibility. I mean, you wouldn't like make a roast and um, do all the fixings on it and put it on the oven and not turn the oven on. I mean, it's like, okay, yes, the oven has the capability of making it, but you still have to turn it on. Mm-hmm. So that means that you still need, you need to work and find your audience. Because I hear the thing all the time from people and I, I kind of roll my eyes on the inside. Not, I would never do that to anybody personally, but I, I, I get tired of hearing the market is oversaturated. Oh, it's not. It's not because you haven't found your people. Yes. Everybody has different people because not everybody has the same aesthetic. So when I have, I have people that um, may honestly just follow my page because I post a lot of funny stuff and relatable stuff. You do. It's a lot of fun to follow. I love to do that because I mean, you've, I mean, that's what I live for. I like that kind of thing. But then they, then they're like, oh, she makes this and I want to learn how to make that. And so they go watch me or I say, hey, 
you can get this product from such and such a place and they buy it and I make money from that with an affiliate thing, but it's only products that I love. And it's just like this circle. So even though somebody follows me and they don't think that they'll ever buy from me, you're, you're giving them the potential to build that relationship. And I think that people miss that, that, that you need to treat your faith, your, um, uh, social media as if it's a relationship to finding your people. And when you build that trust, when they do need that product that you sell, um, you're going to be the first person they think of. You're going to be the person that they're going to order from because they trust you and they know you. And it's going to be a lot easier to let go of that money um, because they know who you are. You have integrity. You show up on a daily basis and you've, you've, they, they feel like they know you. They feel like they could go out to dinner with you. Yes. So that's what social media gives us that we never had 25 years ago. And it's just like, it's, it's just the possibilities are endless. So when you started kind of going, uh, getting more of a plan around your Facebook strategy, mm-hmm. did you initially get like a pretty big bump from all of those things going viral or was it more just a light bulb went off and then you had to go build it or you had to start leveraging it? How did that yeah. work? Was it like a, a landslide of people? Right. No, no, no. That's what I thought. Like you, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I started and because I didn't know how to leverage my Facebook back then, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. So if I had leveraged it, yeah, I might be, you know, where I am today a few <laughs> years ago. But, but I'll be honest, I've gained, I want to say, let me do the math. I've gained almost 500,000 followers in the last... Like since we last talked. Six or seven months. Like not talked, but on here. Yeah. Yeah. In the last six or seven months. Yeah. Which means, oh my gosh. Because, and, and I know exactly why I got that. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute. If you want to know. <laughs> I obviously want to know. <laughs> but um, because I didn't, I didn't do Facebook ads to get that either. I didn't spend money. Okay. So, anyway. I, I love that you are restructuring this whole discussion because <laughs> now you've got me on the edge of my seat and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm ready for it. Okay. So um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't right. even matter. We were talking about, yeah. I just wanted to know if like, cause here's the thing I know I've well, got, I know what you said. People, well, they're at, they're thinking to themselves, okay, well she, her stuff went viral. Like of course her social media she took off. 20,000 followers overnight. Uh-huh. Like, no. Yeah. And that you did not at all. Mm-hmm. No, I probably got about 1500 to 2000. Thousand is probably more the mark, and that's that's a lot of people. I mean, when you think about it, when you sit in a stadium and you think about how many people are in there, that's still a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and I and I don't mean to say that um, like oh, I had two thousand, and it, it is a lot of people. But it wasn't until I started putting the effort into it, putting the effort into Pinterest. I started a Facebook group for wreath makers, and um, I used that to sell tutorials. Um, it just started growing. And I was very consistent. If you're not consistent at anything, you're not going to be successful yes, at it. Yes. You have to be consistent. That's just the key here. So, um, but if you want to know what, like what I've seen is that there are seasons. There was a season on Facebook where it was all about Facebook lives. That season. Yes. That Thank goodness. <laughs> that ship has sailed. I never liked Facebook Lives. No. I do them occasionally when I need to do them to promote, you know, Julie's Biz Boutique. But this is just the way my mind thinks and, and where I'm at now. My, my time is valuable and I want to use it the right way because I have a family and I don't, I have some days yeah. I feel like I'm working all the time, but I also have days where like, hey, let's go do this. Let's, you know, we're, I was telling you, I'm going to be gone 
for the month of May. I'm going to be home 10 days. I'm traveling the whole month. It's ridiculous. But that's what having this business gives me. So consistency is key. But what I've, but like I said, where the lives were really good, then it, then it kind of changed over to more the Facebook group thing was like more. um, Yes. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. Yeah. Yeah, Because they were trying to build community, which is great. And then TikTok showed up on the scene and they just knocked everybody down. Yep. TikTok's my favorite. Yep. And I feel like um, Facebook was the last to respond. Instagram got on on the bandwagon right away and they started the reels. They they started short video content. We probably talked about that the last time I talked to you. Yeah. But um, what I feel like is that Facebook in the last year finally got on the scene with their reels. Come on, Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we need to do that. It's like, can you guys not put this this together faster? Because I'm I'm just like blown away that it took you forever. I think they get a little complacent because they think, oh well, we'll be here forever, and you probably will be Facebook. Yeah, okay? you it's probably will be. Yeah, but they showed up on the scene with the reels, and then they started the reels at 30 seconds, which I was like, it is not worth my time. I don't do 30 second reels. That's just because of what the kind of reels I do, and then the minute reel kicked in and they, and then what they did is, was they added the bonuses and they were paying people. They didn't, they're not paying people anymore, except if you have ads on your reels. But, um, what happened was, um, my husband says this all the time because he's not on TikTok. He goes, Facebook is trying to TikTok me and they are, they're definitely trying to TikTok you. And so, so what what happened, what does that mean? Well, because the TikTok universe, it's that, you know, you're swiping and you keep scrolling. And now Facebook is doing the same thing. Once you start watching a reel, you goes to the next reel. Oh, and yeah. Okay. And so that's why he says Facebook. Making up words or, yeah. or verbs, new verbs. Exactly. So TikTok me. Yeah. So anyways, what I did was I just started using really the content I was putting on TikTok. Yes. I was uploading it to Facebook, even with the TikTok logo on it, people were loving it. They were following me. And then I figured out, oh, you use this app called Snap. Snaptick. Yes, Snaptick. Snaptick.app. I'll put that in the show notes for you guys. I use it constantly. Yeah. You take off the, you have to take off the, um, the TikTok logo. logo. You don't want to use that on Instagram. You don't want to use that on Pinterest, all that stuff. Because they won't show your video as much if you have it on there actually. Okay. Exactly. And so I changed my music. I changed my, maybe my voiceover, depending, because not all platforms can use the same music. So what'll happen? Will they take it down? I haven't been doing that. Yes. They will either take it down or they won't monetize it. So with Facebook right now, with Facebook, this is what makes me mad with Facebook. Facebook needs to do better is that they will say, this is the music that's available to you. And then you pick their music that's available to you. And then you publish it. And then they say, oh, this, this video can't be monetized due to copyright issues. Oh, no. So, because I still make money on the ads on Reels. I don't get paid the bonuses anymore, but I still make a good chunk of change from the ads. So that's always frustrating. Any of that. Like I always just, I just do it for the, you know, just to, just to introduce people to the the podcast. Which is what you need to do, which is what you need to do. But with our sellers, right? Like for the most part, they're just trying to get their products in front of people. It's a bit different thing. But if you're trying to entertain people and you're, I mean, you might as well make an extra $500 a month. I know people who are making thousands on it. If you guys haven't jumped onto the Everbee bandwagon yet, this is your sign to check it out ASAP. 
If you haven't heard of it before, Everbee is a free tool that can help you find trends, products, and niches that are hot sellers on Etsy right now. I personally use it in tandem with Sales Samurai because they do totally different things. And I literally don't think I could compete in the current Etsy marketplace today without it or help you guys as effectively. Uh, Everbee gives me so much information that I can't glean just from studying Etsy. All you need is a laptop or desktop. You can't do it on your phone, so you do need a laptop or whatever. A Google Chrome browser, a quick install of the Everbee extension. And for my tech challenge friends, I promise you it's super simple. And then you will gain access to a whole new world of data about your niche and competitors. So this is a tool I use every single day um, for my own Etsy shop research, for coaching calls that I do with you guys all the time, for shop reviews I do for you guys all the time. And just as I work on growing my personal mastery of Etsy, these tools have, have become so instrumental in getting the results that I do. And I, I mean, I can still use my old school tactics. I still use them, but I... I don't use them alone anymore because it's just, it's a whole different ball game. So these guys have just been a game changer for me. I use Everbee to learn everything about bestsellers and high performing listings. It shows me, okay, I'm going to give you a rundown. It shows me how many sales a shop makes from each listing. I can see how many they've sold of it, how much money that listing has made them or is earning them every month, how old the listing is, like how, how early did they get on on that, on that trend, what their tags are and how competitive those tags are. It gives me an at-a-glance view of all the shop data, um, which sometimes I can't otherwise find, and like the competitor listing data that I need to help my students and myself find ways to penetrate the market. So like I said before, Etsy has a totally free version, like not just a free trial. There is a free version so everyone can get access to it. Download Down in the show notes, I have a link to their site for you so you can um, check it out. And I also included a quick YouTube tutorial to show you exactly how I use it because sometimes like the barrier to entry is trying to figure out new technology. So I got you. Just go watch. It's a quick video. It'll show you how to navigate it. So if you don't have it yet, get Everbee. Jump on that today. I'm so excited for you to get this edge on the market you're going to love it. It's a game changer. Literally, guys, I have gone rogue. This is the worst. And the good news, the good news is that Julie is fluent in Lizzie, so she can she can deal with me. I ha- I'm sorry. I need to know how do you I know I've got to use Snaptick to take the logo off, but how do you right. take the music off? Well, it just it kind of depends on what kind of what kind of video you make. Now, when I make a video, all you see is my hands making the craft. Yes. And, and, and here's the thing that people kind of need to get over is that unless it's like the super secret method of making something, people enjoy the story. Yeah. The and they just, they just want to watch the story. And then at the end, they want to go buy your product. Do you, I cannot tell you how many times I've watched TikToks and I've bought products from people. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. And so it's like, I got to stop watching TikTok at night. My wallet will thank me for it. But, um, but you need to tell a story, connect with your people, and they just love to watch the process. It doesn't mean that they want to go make it themselves. Are there people that are going to try? Yeah. Oh, and they're going to spend yeah. way too much money. Way more money. On the- <laughs> and they're not going to be able to make it. And then they're going to order it from you anyway. <laughs> I um, love that. No scarcity. Exactly. So, but I, I started doing these reels like right as Facebook went from 30 seconds to one minute. And that was around last summer and things went viral for me. I was having video after video and usually it was over content that was over a year old. So my, my page was growing exponentially just because of Facebook reels. 
Okay, so guys, if you are not, I know we are, we are, I, I am spider webbing us constantly here, but what Julie just said is so important for you. If you make a product, even if it's a digital product, you need to show the process of making it in mm-hmm. reels and then put it yeah. everywhere because yeah. it's that that people get into. And and I know we get kind of, we're like, oh, this is, this is grandma's recipe. I can't give you the ingredients. Oh my gosh, give the ingredients because- yes. The majority of people are still going to come buy it, but they're actually going to be more passionate about it because they got to watch you make it. So am I I characterizing that right? I just want a teaching moment here. Make sure that's what you're doing. You have to remember with Reels on Facebook right now, okay, it's in, it's in its, it's getting into its toddler stage. Last summer was its infancy stage. That is unreal. We are so like TikTok, we've been doing this for years and Facebook is Right. And TikTok was already doing it, but do you know how many people on that are, let's say on Facebook that are never going to download TikTok? Yeah, I know a lot. And, and, and those are the people who are following me because they never had TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like me just so, getting on the fashion trends from five years ago. I get right. it. <laughs> I love that. But you have to realize that when you give a platform like Facebook a reason for people to stay, they're going to push out your content more. When you are showing up every day posting, whether I don't like post a reel every day, I don't, but I, I post content every day. So if, if Facebook says, hey, we know that Julie will post content, they're going to push you out more. So, I mean, it's just, you've got to think about it. If you don't show up to a party and you show up Mm -hmm. to a party a week late, okay, is anybody going to be there? Mm -mm. No. But if you show up to the party and have a good time and do what you're supposed to do, people are going to show up. So that's that's what posting on any platform is going to be like. That's what showing up on Instagram and showing up on TikTok and showing up on Pinterest. People, you're leaving money on the table when you're not using Pinterest. And a lot of people don't look at Pinterest as a social media, but I do because they started the ideal pen. They have yeah. they have people talking to me all the time. If people are communicating with me on Pinterest, that's it's a social so media. <laughs> yes, it's a great it's 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 a very different kind of social media. But I mean, if you're not using that and and those those ideal pens and those reels and those TikToks, it's all the same content. You're just feeding it to the different platforms on their platform, on their music. Okay, real quick. Is it bad? I usually, if I post something to Instagram, I have it auto post to Facebook. Is that oh, a no-no? Yeah. That's Don't a no-no. Do that. You want to manually go to Facebook because you want them to feel like they're, even though it's the same company, can they just get yeah, themselves? No. I feel like this is like junior high insecurity. We don't play well together. And it doesn't oh. make any sense because I don't understand why Instagram had the reels option so much faster than yeah. Facebook and they have so much better music than Facebook has. So when I, when I do um, a reel, it, some of those reels will not share over to Facebook because of the music. So it's just like, it's just like, can you guys not work together? But they're in it for the money. You know what I mean? They're paying copyright fees in Facebook and they're all wanting to pay different fees and they're all, you know, I mean, I get it. We're also protecting artists that way. So I get that. So Julie, do you record on your phone? Cause I always record mine in TikTok and then I use SnapTik, but it sounds like maybe I shouldn't be doing that because it depends on what you're doing. So if you're on Instagram and you, let's say that you make a, an, an Instagram reel. Okay. There, is a little arrow with, I think, a line underneath of it. Before you publish on Instagram, you're going to click download. 
Oh, okay. And don't add any music to it. Okay. Yeah. So before you add your music, so if it's you talking about, you know, your new podcast, all right, and and you're talking about, hey, we're going to do this, don't have any music on it yet. You haven't added your music, but it's your talking. Maybe you want to add the captions. Captions are always a great idea because people, you know, I I don't have a hearing problem anymore. I did have one years ago and I had surgery, but I read the captions. Mm-hmm. I find myself reading the captions whether or not I need them or not. If, if and, the kids are around and I don't know if the F-bomb is going to be dropped because yeah. we're living in 2023, I'm only using the captions. Yes. The baby's napping? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So download that off of Instagram and then you've got the content. But okay. if you download that with the music, it you won't have any sound. And so you've got to remember that. So before you add sound to that Instagram reel, or um, I don't know if TikTok, because I never make no, TikTok. No, I got to do it the other way around. On TikTok, yeah. you can't do that. You can't yeah. even you can't even access it until it's not just been published, but has gone through their like review process. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so annoying. But I always record everything over there and then repurpose it. I need right. to just record it on Instagram and then I put it over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely do it on Instagram and then you take that and then if like uh, Pinterest has gotten better about their music, Facebook's music is is so-so. But again, if you're looking for ads, if you're not doing ads on your reels, then this doesn't matter. You go with their music. Um, but um, and you, then YouTube is starting to really push them too. And you're getting paid if you're monetized on YouTube, they will pay you for your shorts now. Um, about Pinterest, you kind of alluded to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I love idea pins and I tend to, I'll take my, um, my reels or my TikToks. I basically go TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and then Pinterest. And I'll do many of them as an idea pin, but also as a video pin. Is that the right, would you, do you agree with that strategy or would you tweak it a bit? Um, I've not done many video pins on Pinterest only. You do the idea pins. Yes, because I send them to, but, but honestly, the ideal pins, I have the option of doing a five minute pen now. I just haven't done it. And I thought, well, maybe I should make a bow video or something, you know, but did you know that you can put a link to your idea pens now? <gasps> no. Mm-hmm. I just figured it out the other day. You have to do it after you make your idea pen. You can't do it on your mobile app. You got to go to your computer and you're, you can do it that way. You can edit it. So once you've created that ideal pen, then go into that ideal pen that's been published, go to edit, and then you're going to see a spot to put a destination link. Oh my gosh, that changes the game. I can't believe they gave it. I can't believe they gave it. They had to, you know why? Because they stopped paying us. Because I don't know, were you in the Pinterest? Um, no, I never, I'm always late to the game on this stuff. I made a nice bit of change there last year, but I knew it, all that kind of thing isn't going to last forever because they, what they do is they use these creator <laughs> funds and they pay you for a time until they, till they get you used to doing yeah. it. And they're going to say, okay, Julie will keep doing pens because her page is growing, you know what I mean? Or reels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they know we're going to keep making them there. You know, I was not shocked when Facebook stopped paying, when Pinterest stopped paying, when Instagram stopped paying, but because they've trained us to do it for them. And that's, that's what they're going to do. It all just, it all just keeps changing, but this is why, this is why we need you in our life. So what are these all the best platforms to be using for an Etsy shop? Like, or would you be hitting all of them and, and sort of like leveraging some of the same content or 
I know we need to focus on Pinterest. Like, yes, yes. People, what, you, I, what would you suggest? I talk to so many people on a weekly basis and I'm like, I always ask them, what is your Pinterest game like? Because Pinterest is a game. You can't yeah. just go on Pinterest and spam it with just your content. You have to share other people's content as well. It's like a chess game. It goes back and forth. That's good to know. Um, okay. But Pinterest, at one point when I was selling Reese, because I don't even sell Reese anymore. I just sell the tutorials on Etsy. Um, I stopped selling the Reese because I just don't have the time to um, to, to, to manufacture it all mm-hmm. and to do YouTube and to do Julie's Biz Boutique. I don't have it. And um, But basically, about 70% of my income was coming from Pinterest, just making the pens. I mean, just making the pens. So I think you know, Pinterest is a must. And then I would say pick two and it can't be Instagram and Facebook. You need to, you need to say Facebook and TikTok or TikTok and Instagram. And you can leave Facebook alone if you want. I don't think, t- mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good idea. I, th- I feel like the TikTok crowd is leaving Facebook off, but I think that they're forgetting that there's money on Facebook. That you would know, be me. I don't use Facebook at right. all. There's money there. There's You can build relationships and you can build um, communities there. But it depends on what, what your thing is. You know, if your thing is Instagram and TikTok, then do it. You know what I'm saying? But do them both at the same time. Don't, don't favor one over the other. Um, with TikTok, it's just, it's, it's such a good way. It's kind of opened the doors of people to kind of see how things are made and kind of build an audience quickly. But the, the audience isn't building as quick there as it was a few years ago. I know. So don't, so don't join TikTok and think I'm going to be at 10,000 in a month because you're probably- well, Do you think they're going to go away? Do you think we're going to lose TikTok? Is there's like a real chance, right? There is. I took the time and I downloaded all of my um, videos off of TikTok. Yeah just to be careful, just to be sure I didn't lose that content because that's, that's my money, that that's my content. And, um, do I think they're going to go away? I think another company would buy them before they went away. But I also kind of feel like we're learning that Facebook has a hand in trying to make them the evil ones. Oh, of course. (laughs) It's so, oh yeah. Yeah, They had a little bit of, of it. A little bit of a hand to it, but um, I don't know. It's just you know. I well, yeah, you couldn't possibly. It. But I'm yeah. just curious what you're hearing in the. I mean, I have kind of backed away from TikTok a little bit, mm-hmm. um, probably because of last fall. I ended up having to do an ad for um, a campaign I was doing for um, one of my whatever you call it products that I work for or, or do stuff for. And I feel like once I placed that ad, then they wanted me to do ads for every, nothing got the views oh, anymore no. for the longest time. Now I'm seeing my views come back. So I need to like post Gosh. some more, but I'm like, guys, I'm not paying to play. We're not doing that. You know what I mean? So I'll never advertise on TikTok again. Never. Isn't that sneaky that you it do is. it once and then they, they think is. they've got you? Yeah. That's really good to know. That's like a really good insider tip. Yeah. No, I would not. I would not do the advertising on TikTok. So how do you manage? Like, I, I feel like it can get really discouraging sometimes um, with all of the changes and like you could be making really good headway somewhere and then something like that happens or yeah, the algorithm shifts. Yeah. How do you manage? Like, obviously when we're in business, our, our lives are, I don't really believe in, um, I don't actually think we compartmentalize. We might think we compartmentalize, but everything affects everything else in one way or yeah, another. Absolutely. Right? Yes. So, yeah, so like, I know that in business, we need to try and 
not be super emotional. We just need to pivot. We need to just use our reasoning brain rather than our emotional, you know, fight or flight brain. How do you manage that though? Because I know I've had those moments before where I'm like, oh my gosh, this like everything's, I, everything's stopped. Like, what am I going to do? Those moments of panics just, oh, it's the perfect analogy. Just like on Etsy, when we go through a slow season and we just came out of like all, and we're like, what happened? Like, why, why did all my sales stop? Okay. So I want to know how you manage that with like the social media changes and, and you know, how you help your students with that. Well, I, I want you to know that not everything on social media stays the same. So when you approach it with your business, you need to kind of go into it knowing that you are going to have seasons where you're going to be high on the mountain and then you're going to be in the valley. And sometimes those valleys are a really good place to be to re-examine what you're doing, to take a step back and say, okay, something isn't working like it did. So, so how do we fix this? And I, like I said, I always study what other people do on social media. I don't copy what they do on social media, but I, I'm always like studying like, okay, what are they doing that makes them successful? Mm -hmm. And I, and I took that, um, that aspect back when I first started, I would, I would follow people and they'd be like, okay, so what are they doing that I don't have? And then, and then just implement my own style of doing it. But I think that you also need to understand that when things slow down and when things are, are not going the way that you want, then that's your opportunity to change the direction and, and give that opportunity. Okay. So I need to study more. I need to find out. You don't know what you don't know. Okay. And sometimes, um, that's why I remember when I got my first coaching, um, I, Jennifer Albert, then that's how we met. Um, she was, she became my first business coach because I had about 20,000 followers and I just felt like I hit a brick wall. Like I just didn't know what else to do. And it just like, when I joined her group, it kind of got me, it kind of got me through that wall hmm. and I could go yeah. forth. You know what I mean? Um, but don't, I wouldn't get discouraged. I also want people to know that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you don't need to let that bother you because you know what? Everybody's not going to like me and that's okay. But you have to come to terms with that. You have to say, I'm not going to be for everybody. Just like you're not for everybody. You know, you know, somebody that you see on the other side, like what you were talking about with the F-bombs on TikTok, you know, the, the, the person that's on TikTok and it's F-bomb this and all this. Yeah. That's not, not my person. Me. I love I, them. I like, yeah. I, yeah but but I don't want to sit and I don't want all that thrown in my direction. Does that make sense? It's yeah, not that yeah. I don't like them. They're just not my cup of tea. I'm a yeah. coffee girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go find some coffee. Um, so you have to you have to use it as opportunity and not times to be depressed and be disappointed. And it's not about you. It's about, it's about algorithms. It's about seasons of life. It's about the economy. And it's like, okay, how do we get around that? Okay. So this product isn't selling. So what can I do that I can make a product that will sell? So I went from making wreaths because I figured out there was only so much I could do in a year's time. Yes. Me physically making wreaths. Yes. Right. I was only going to make so much money. That's when the tutorials came and I started selling a, a, an evergreen product, a product that I can just, you know, sell like that. It's just, it's just makes you money. And, and then, you know, YouTube came into it and that became a little bit of a game. So there's always different seasons and I've been to 365 of them. It feels like now, but you know, you have to look at it as an opportunity and not a disappointment. 
You know what I mean? You have to say, like you were in our group the other day and you were doing a thing and I thought it was really good. You're going to get to know when are your downtimes and you need to take advantage of those downtimes. Because sometimes you need to take a breath. Sometimes you need to know, okay, this is a downtime. So I need to prepare for that because maybe for me, April and May were huge months for me because of my flowers that I would make. And everybody wanted a flower for their front door for spring and everybody was tired. It just depends on the the type of work you do, you know what I mean? And, and what product you offer. So you just need to take an account for that and that know that sometimes it's okay to slow down, but you can still post on social media. You don't have to come up with brand new content every single day. Yeah. That's, that's what I feel like people are missing out is they think that they have to have brand spanking new content every time they post and you do not. You can recycle that every few months. You really can't because not everybody's going to see it. Hey, hey, this podcast is brought to you by my free masterclass, How to Kickstart Your Etsy Shop. Do you have goals for your Etsy shop that aren't quite happening yet? Whether you're an Etsy hobbyist or have dreams for a full-time, replace-your-day-job kind of business, there's definitely a learning curve to figuring out your own Etsy secret sauce. (laughs) And I totally want to help you connect those dots and crack the Etsy code even faster. So... I went ahead and made a free Etsy masterclass for you to start learning some of the critical pieces of the Etsy puzzle that will help you start getting those sales. My How to Kickstart Your Etsy Shop free masterclass will give you massive insights that will make your Etsy challenges feel like an old memory. I'm teaching you two myths that will hold you back if you buy in, two huge mistakes that most new sellers make, and three skills to master to become successful on Etsy. I can't wait to hear your quick wins that come out of this, you guys. You can grab it today. It's available on demand at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. That's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash masterclass. I will see you there. You've brought this full circle and I love it. So I here's one thing I want to say. I am... Um, I grew up a very insecure kid. We're going to have a little story time for just a second. I was made fun of really, really badly. And I did not have a great support system around that. And it made me a very insecure young adult. And I had to go through a lot of hard seasons to grow a thicker skin and not be extremely hurt by anything negative anyone said, because I would just internalize all of it. And so some of it's just been life experience. But I wanted, I I do get the objection a lot about social media from uh, my listeners that like, they're very um, afraid of the hate. Oh, yeah. I get that. But I will say a few things about that. First of all, I get very, very little of it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen as often as you think. And here's how I think about it, just in case this helps somebody. When you you get some hate on social media, it's like road rage. Mm -hmm. So like if you're on the road and you get really, really mad at someone or someone gets really, really mad at you because, I mean, sometimes I just do dumb stuff in my car. And and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, thinking and I'm like, they can't hear me. They have no idea. I'm sorry. But like, here's the thing. Two minutes later, they forgot it even happened. Yeah. When I get mad at someone else because they cut me off, I forgot it even happened two minutes later. And it is the exact same thing with social media hate. Any altercation you have with someone, you don't have to eat. Like, think of it like road rage. It is literally over two minutes later. And you can always just delete it. Yes. And you have to remember people are braver behind a keyboard <laughs> than they are to your face. Even in a car stealing yeah. room. They, they, I love they it. are. And, and, that, and if that is what's keeping you from getting on social media, don't let that keep you. Because no I had the same thoughts. I wouldn't do a Facebook Live 
forever, just just for in fear of the trolls that would come. Yes. And honestly, I've had a, a handful of times where people have said mean things or mm-hmm. um, did things, but you know, it says more about them than it does you. Yes. And when somebody can sit and, and say such a, a hateful comment or a mean comment or rude, I think sometimes people don't know that they're being rude. Um, <laughs> True. And then you like, let them know. <laughs> but um, Don't let that keep you from doing it because that's yeah. only, that's them stealing your joy. That's other people. That's the fear of something not allowing you to grow in what, what you are meant to grow in. And I just think like for me, I've gotten to the place where I just have like no ego, which is why all of my videos, I'm usually barefaced on a walk. Sometimes people look at my stuff, like other friends of mine who wanted to grow and they're like, how did you grow your TikTok? And they look at it and they're like, you're just like walking and you're, when I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> because I don't care what people think. And here's the thing. It's because I love them anyway. It doesn't like, I'm just, I'm just full of joy and love. I don't care what you think. Like, but not like, I don't care. It's just like, no, like you're okay. I'm, you know what it is? I'm really okay with you being you. Yeah. And you, you feeling how you need to feel. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm really good with it. Um, okay. So there's that. And then the other thing I wanted to say is that this, the, what you just talked about, um, not the, the, before I brought up the, um, insecurity part again, but about the changes and riding the waves of the algorithm and all of that. Mm-hmm. This is why I like being in your membership because I don't necessarily have the time or the expertise to, to really dig into the weeds and figure out what is working now. But I know I can just come to your monthly stuff and it's right there for me. Like it's completely worth it. And the community part, like if I do feel like, Oh, I'm having this problem, I can go find a hundred other people who are understand where I'm coming from and we can work on it together. So like the community factor and then like just the work you're doing for me of figuring out what's working is so, so valuable. So would you mind, I know we got to wrap up here. Would you mind just telling people a little bit about your coaching membership? And I mean, it's, I, it's so awesome. It's one of my favorite things that I'm a part of. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so basically, I wanted to have a community where I could take out some of the the questions and what do I do here and how do I do this and kind of take out the frustration of having an, an online business and how does social media works and kind of giving you a blueprint. So we we do we have many Facebook trainings. We have Instagram. We have Pinterest. We have even Etsy why it's important to have an email list. We go even beyond social media. Yeah, but and we like we do like tonight we're going to do join Julie on Zoom. And it gives people an opportunity to get on a Zoom phone call with me and ask me whatever it is that they're having to struggle with. And what's interesting is that you hear somebody ask a question and you're like, "Oh yeah, I have that issue too. I didn't know I had that issue, but I have that issue. So I have a team that works with me. We have three people that are on my team for this group and we can help you get to the point that it's not a frustration. It's like, okay, here's the plan. What are you doing here? And, and what I want to do is, okay, guys, social media doesn't have to be that difficult, but you have to start. Yes. And we also help people who've been doing this for years. And it's like, they were like me, they were like hitting a brick wall. Like, what do I do next? Because I don't, I've been doing it on my own for so long and I've had success or I haven't had success and I just need to figure this out. And that's where Julie's Biz Boutique comes in. And we have monthly trainings, um, on all sorts of different things. And honestly, if you guys have questions or whatever, you can post in the group. We we try to get you your answers and we just have a community. We do about four trainings a month 
And it's been, we've been uh, doing it for over a year now. And once you join the group, you can access the last year's worth of training. Yeah, it's insane. The library is insane. Oh, yeah, it's over 50 trainings. So, you know, we have, if, if there's a topic, we've probably already discussed <laughs> You know, whether it's about shipping or feeling overwhelmed or, you know, what is tailwind in Pinterest? You know what I mean? How do I work that to my advantage? Or, you know, Canva training. And then, of course, the social media. At least once a month I get in there and I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. Like what's trending now in social media because things are always changing. Yeah. So it's like I need to get that in front of you guys. Like like Instagram just came out. They're going to let us have five links in our bio. Did you know that? No. It's not rolled out yet, but they're going to let us have five links in our bio, which is amazing. And they had to do something for losing our bonuses. They had to make us some money somewhere. So now you're going to have five links, which will be so amazing because then you can have your podcast link, your SE link, your website link, all of these different links. So those are the kind of things that you find out first in Julie's Biz Boutique because it's my job to make sure that I teach you what you need to know. And I have this passion. I'll be honest. I, you know, when I talked about the beginning of the story, I know I'm going on a really long time, but I love it. I I was a mom with two littles at home and we were just making ends meet. And, and we have been able to go from there to here. And it's just, it's just mind blowing. It's just mind blowing. Um, and I have that passion to help other stay at home moms and we have men in our group too. So it's not just women, it's not just women. Cause I have a couple guys that'd be upset with me right now, but maybe you're in going into retirement and you're like, okay, I love to craft, but I can't keep crafting and not do anything with it. You mm-hmm. need to make it work for your advantage or, you know, or you've been doing it for a while. So I like to help. I like to see that people's lives can be changed. What you have built is completely insane. I know. I think I've used that word a lot of times already, and that's fine. It's it's amazing. I can't believe your follower base, and they are so passionate and loyal. And what I love, Julie, is that you do it from such an authentic place. Like yeah. I think a lot of people think, like I don't want to be an influencer. I can't be an. And I don't. I'm not like that. And I'm not fashion. I'm like, well, first of all, neither am I. Um, but like, Julie, you're just you're just so down to earth, and I think you show us that like we can be ourselves and and be really effective at it. Yeah. So here's the here's the deal, guys. Julie's um her biz boutique group, it only opens up a couple times a year. It's not just open all the time, which makes sense because you've got to have an onboarding kind of process for people um, and be, be have the capacity to help them figure out what's going on in the group. But we do have our own link for just the how to sell your stuff family that mm-hmm. she's given us. So you can get in now if you want to join us over in there. I think test it out. I mean, the, people can, people can turn it off at any time, right, Julie? It's not like right. any kind of commitment. It's just a month, a month, yeah. like, you know, a monthly membership. So yeah. Um, if you have social media, I mean, get in there and get into the trainings, get in there and find out what's going on. I, I don't know about you, but I don't have the time to go do all the research on, I used to do that for a living when I was a social media manager. Mm-hmm. It changed daily. Oh, it <laughs> so, does. And then you're like, okay, so I learned all this for nothing. <laughs> because exactly. now I got to do something totally different. It's totally different. So this is one way to just bypass all of that plus get the training. And I know so many of you have been asking, how can I learn more about social media? I very confidently point you towards Julie. That's where I am for mine. So Julie, where can we all follow you? And can like, where the, I mean, obviously you're every, you're the one person I talk to who's everywhere. Where would be your first place? If someone needed to pick one, where would you say come? Oh, that's a hard one. All the links are going to be in the bio. I'll tell everybody. Facebook, YouTube, it just depends on what you love to do. I mean, it's just the, what platform you love. I'm on it. Julie's Reef Boutique. There's everywhere. nothing everywhere. It's the same. Julie's Reef Boutique. Now there's Julie's Biz Boutique, 
but that's different. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't have a platform for that because I, 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 it's under the umbrella of Julie's Wreath Boutique. It's, it's, a, it's the membership. So I'll yeah. have links for all of that. Um, get into her group while we've got this special, um, this special link, which is so nice. And oh my gosh, I don't even know if we went over our list of questions, but I loved this conversation. Thank you so much for coming. You're so welcome. Anytime. Oh, yeah, we'll have to keep. You're you're just our you're our um our household um social media girl. So, uh, so guys, send some send Julie some love. Go follow her. Um, go jump into her group with us if you want to come hang out. And I think just we already said thank you. I don't even know. I'm just flabbergasted at how good this was, y'all. I'll talk to y'all next week. And in the meantime, go make something awesome. Take care, guys. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.